Welcome back to another hour of Scotch Hour. I am Noah. I'm Jesse. All right, Jesse. I think we had a wonderful week. Uh, this uh, dude, dynamite, dyn- dynamite, dynamite. Uh, JJ Walker is that, is that his name? I don't even know. I, I just know it's like a bike it. show, right? Uh, when he's, I don't think you can say that. Yeah, you can. It was like a, it was like an old TV show. It's a non-white show. <laughs> <laughs> it had di- off-white. <laughs> it had, di- had diversity counts. Yeah, inclusivity. We don't say diversity anymore. It was an inclusive whatever show. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Any case, um, this past week we actually held true to what we have been talking about for the past sixty episodes, which we did do a movie night where we rented out a movie theater to watch Top Gun. Um, this evening we will be reviewing the Jura Seven Wood Scotch. Um, we will have our shout outs and get it togethers, uh, for the dinner. We went to Chewy's, which was right next to the Westminster promenade. Um, it's a, it's called Chewy's Tex-Mex and get uh, together Chewy's. <laughs> what? Get together Chewy's. Get it together Chewy's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dick? Get it together? Nah, I won't go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the uh, smarter challenge this evening is going to be the spoiler alert, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. We're going to do a review of that. And Big if there's extra time. time, and if there's extra time left over, we'll talk about some other, like, military um, um, aircrafts that we like. P-61s, B-17s. <laughs> P-51s. There's so many planes to talk about. I think Noah's going to go more modern. I definitely Actually, am. I was going to go with the Corsair. Oh, man. He's even more nostalgic than I am. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> All right. Mostly fitting, even though uh, Top Gun... This is Navy. <laughs> We're going with Army colored canister Jura 7 wood. Look at the camouflage, multiple Man. greens. You can't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that me? The Isle of Jura. So uh, very close to the Isle of Isla. This is yeah, this Jura is a 42% ABV, still not my favorite, shaped bottle, uh, said to be shaped this way to withstand the travels in ocean waters. I still don't get that. I don't either. Uh, it is split distilled to create a subtly smoky, which that sounds exciting, and uh, whiskey then matured in American oak casks. Smoky. And finished in six new French oak casks. This is going to be a... What are the seven types of French oaks? Stiff. That's what they are. They're stiff. <laughs> did, did you not get that? Seven, six types of French... Read them off, man. I don't, I don't speak French. I didn't want to go that I far. don't speak French either, but uh, <laughs> they were... Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. The first one almost looks like limousine. Looks like uh, limousine, limousine, limousine. I don't know. Then tr- Dude, this ah, is the, this screw is the it. I'm not gonna say, it. dude. That's why I didn't even go there. I'm like, I am not. It's Memorial Trances, Day, you guys. Are uh, this on Allaire, Memorial Day. <laughs> Vasquez, Joplis, and Les Le Bartons. Yeah, I don't know. So 
many different Anyways, types just look French it up. I can't say it. I butcher it. Chopped, sliced, <laughs> diced, made into casks for this gorgeous Jura seven wood to be finished in. You know, hey, why don't we just say one big American wood and seven little French woods? Yeah, I think that's appropriate. They do like their children. <laughs> Not saying there's weird sex trade things. <laughs> They're prime minister as a little child. <laughs> Established in 1810. We're going to pop open the canister. It is actually a pretty attractive canister. This would be very suiting, so to speak, for a military event. Again, the Army Green or Matt Green canister. Jura bottle. Although the label doesn't seem to really go with the canister. Yeah, it's not as... Uh, <laughs> it goes from green to black. ...coordinated as some of their others. But, you know, single malt scotch whiskeys from the Isle of Jura. We've talked about this before. Uh, the Cordy Racken uh, Whirlpool is right to its north. There's a lot going on here. There's the Isle of One. One hotel, one bar, one distillery, <laughs> one gin distillery. But a lot going on here. So... 42% ABV. We're going to pop this open. Well, in 2019. <laughs> Here we go. The International Wine and Spirits Competition, Jura Sevenwood, did claim silver for the single uh, Scotch Single Malt Island in 2022. That's this year, bro. Oh, whoops. I'm sorry. I'm in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're all there. It's Memorial Day. Don't forget that. Cheers. I'm drinking wine at the moment. So, going hard on the scotch. <clears throat> so, once again, that. here in 2020, in the International Spirits Challenge for Single Malt No Age Statement, Jura Seven Wood took the gold. Yeah, that's dum, an dum, interesting dum. thing. It's not a 10 year, it's not a 12 year, it's not cheap. <laughs> Right so the $80 it did win. Line. It did win some medals there. So uh, are you are you pouring this bad boy out or what? Yeah, it's Memorial Day. No more fitting a day, maybe Veterans Day, then Memorial Day or the Fourth of July, then Memorial Day. <laughs> so pick and review. Are we going to pour one for our dead homies? That's right. Probably all over the <laughs> table. It's <So> natural. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Sure. <laughs> If you don't if you don't pour it on the table, you'll spill it on the table. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's got wood. Seven wood. It's a seven wood salute. I feel like that's a special type of film. <laughs> all right, seven wood salute to all the dead uh, service members out there. Thank you for your service. Actually, Memorial Day. Yes, that's very true. God bless America. Everyone who has fought for our freedoms, and we actually do. 100% believe in that. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yep. Uh, I guess we're doing our warp speed. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, so with the the Jura seven take off, eh? <laughs> when did the Canadian show up? When they're mostly French. <laughs> take off, eh? <laughs> One of us did. <laughs> so with the seven wood here, um, I'll start off here with the the color. I do like the color. It's a nice golden color. Typically, when I see this kind of color here, I expect a lot from a from a nice scotch. Um, this one here on the nose, I when I first smelled it, I got like a slight peat smell, but then it kind of moved more into a jammy strawberry smell, like a sh strawberry jam smell, which I thought was very inviting. Um, when I went to the sit, when I went to go drink it in um, the um, the palate, um, I did get some citrus. I'm getting like some like lemon peel, a little bit of apricot, and some. And a hint of peach is what I is what I'm pulling from it. Um, now on the finish here, the finish I'm having a little bit uh, harder time trying to pick out, and I think it might be because of the seven different uh, wood types that they that they use here in the in the oak. Um, but I'm getting she had a hard time remembering too. <laughs> but I am getting some uh, dark chocolate and vanilla on the uh, lingering uh, finish there. Um, but there's a there's a spice that I'm picking up in there, and I'm not quite sure what that spice is. Um, and I wish I could pinpoint it for you guys, but I cannot. Um, but hopefully it'll come up maybe later on in the show, and I can uh, revisit it and tell you. Uh, but most likely not, because I'll probably forget. Um, overall, I think this is a the complexity because of how many different types of uh, casks that they use in this in this um, in the scotch. It makes for a very um, interesting dram and i think you can get uh i think every time you sip it you can get something different out of it and i think it makes it a very interesting dram and i, I like it um and uh, it's very quaffable but I, I i don't know like if it's i'm not sure what the price point was on this right around 75 to 85 dollars roughly depending on where you're getting could be a little bit more we got a total wine 80 bucks okay so for eighty bucks, I think I might be picking out some other ones, um, other scotches probably before this one. But if I want to do more of a like a mystery kind of like type of scotch, I'll definitely do this one because I think because of that complexity of the seven different casks, you get like a lot of different flavors out of it. And so I think every time you sip the dram, uh, you definitely get something different out of it. And I do like it. I think it's a definitely one that people should try. Um, but that's pretty much my review right there. All right, I'm not so far off from you, uh, myself. Deep. It's not really brassy. First, I thought it might be. It's deep gold color, and that's great. On the nose, it's almost like a super ripe strawberry or strawberry marmalade. Uh, with the strawberry marmalade, I think that's where you get that little bit of strawberry orange and peach. Not a whole lot, a teeny bit of smoke, teeny bit of smoke on the nose. Uh, when you get into the palate, the palate is rich. First things that are hitting me, vanilla, citrus, but it's this blend of citrus. It's a little orange, a little lemon, and a little lime. So you got the sweet and the tart. 
And it's good. I think it's part of that complexity of American oak transitioning through uh, six additional French oaks. The finish. The finish is, in my opinion, where the scotch wins. Butterscotch and milk chocolate blended, creamy, and super long-lasting. Uh, as far as the scotch, I, I agree with uh, what you said, Noah. This is not my first choice uh, around the $90 price point, depending on where you're going. Uh, I love Jura. Very exciting. Want to visit it. Distillery, great. Want to visit it. I think I prefer the more American or bourbon and sherry oak casks as opposed to these new French oak casks bringing in what Noah is saying a spice he can't quite relate to. I don't think it's spice at all. I think it's the flavor of those six different types of fresh uh, virgin oak casks coming into this glass, so to speak. That's what she said. And creating a very creamy, sultry finish. It's enjoyable. It's would go great with desserts. Nothing not outstanding about it. Just nothing superb or outstanding about it. So for me, uh, if you want to have fun, bring something new to a poker night, tell them about the history of Jura, the distillery, the island, have some fun, great color, all a win. If you're looking for flavor, creamy, smoky, peaty, or something that is the opposite of Isla, uh, maybe you're going for a Highland, barley. This is not that scotch. This is definitely a one-off, very French wine to me, dry at the very end of that palate. Good if you love a good French wine. If you don't, you may not be a super fan. It's time for our shout-outs. Mila. Congratulations on your graduation. It was wonderful to see you walk the walk and graduate, receive your diploma, and take on this new step of your life. Man, I remember when you were seven months and five days old, sitting on my carpet right over there, with nothing but a diaper and a Santa hat on. We had just come back from the hospital. You were diagnosed with pneumonia, not just a cough or a virus in a simple sense, but a complex sense, uh, because you also ended up having croup. And as it was December 17th, five days after your birthday, seven months later, all I wanted for Christmas was for you to get healthy, and you have, and you're great, and you continue to win and succeed, and I'm so happy for you to have this full potential life that you will only continue with. You've done so much, cheerleading, great scholar, graduate with well over a 3.75 GPA, even if you hadn't, I'm super proud for you. Life isn't easy, and you continue to make me proud but more than anything uh you looked beautiful wouldn't expect anything less 
And I know you will do you. You're just a great human being and I'm proud of you. So that is my only shout out. Mila, congratulations. Cheers. And, uh, you know, a few years from now, I hope you'll have a drama scotch with me and we can celebrate another victory on your part because this was a big challenge. Sincerely, super proud of you because you're not trying to be Miss Popular. You're not trying to be the prom queen. You're trying to be you. And I love that about you. I love nacho night. I love ice cream night. I love movie night. I love movie weekend. I appreciate every second uh, you give me, and I know you'll do the same for yours. Well, congratulations, Mila. My shout-out is going to go to uh, Team Red Bull. Uh, Sergio Perez uh, happens to be the most decorated Mexican Formula One driver ever. He does. Uh, and uh, with this win Three here. Three wins. Three yeah, wins. With this win here in, in uh, Monaco. And... This is the uh, first time Verstappen actually made it onto the podium without taking first. So with that, I would I want to give a shout out there to uh, to the Red Bull team. You mean first time making it to the podium without taking first in Monaco? Uh, this season. Oh, this season. Okay, because he's been second and third a lot in his very successful career. But this season, anytime he made it to the podium, he was either first or he didn't make the podium. This was the first time this season he made it to the podium yeah, without. Dude. Being first. Got to finish the race and make the podium. <laughs> he either wins up until this race or didn't finish, and now he's done both. Man, Ferrari, you've got the talent, you got the technology, you, you got it all. You just got to start developing and delivering on some results. Leclerc, also, if anyone's watching the show and doesn't know Formula One is a money game, a money sport, you may think, oh, look, an NFL team costs X, a NBA team costs Y, a hockey team, NHL costs Z. Yeah, so at the beginning of the alphabet, way before you get to the end of the alphabet for cost, is A, and that's Formula One. And, uh, man, Leclerc's home, Monaco, the richest square mile on the planet by the way uh he did not win it was his first chance it's his first finish there uh, tragically he finished fourth after qualifying on pole and that is no in any way a derogatory term <laughs> uh but what a mess up with the pit stops this here's the problem when you're timing a pit stop it's just about how quick you get in and out it's about who's on the track when you will come out Red Bull has not failed in a long time getting their drivers out ahead of any potentially slower traffic. Uh, Ferrari, you failed Leclerc by getting him out right behind a slow-ass Williams and ruining his race. And that's all I just get together. Be strategic. Consider the moment. I'm going to give like a quasi-get-it-together to the wait staff at Chewy's. Um, I, I'm sure we could talk about the restaurant. We're going to talk about the restaurant here in a little bit, but, um, and, and maybe it's more of a me, get me, get it together type of no, thing. I think everyone felt it. But, uh, in any case, like, obviously they were challenged with our, with our group. Cause, uh, um, it was a big <clears throat> ass group. <laughs> we had 15 people or 16 people for our dinner. Um, right before we went over to the movie theater, for the Top Gun, uh, for the first ever Scotch Hour movie event. And um, 
the lady brought me over a margarita and spilt part of the margarita on me. And I said, hey, I want to drink it, not wear it. And I, I was kind of joking. I was kind of joking, but I was also a little bit serious about it, too. So anyways, uh, I was being, like, somewhat serious, but uh, but I was also being somewhat jokingly about it. Like, I really did not want to wear the, the margarita. I really did want to drink it. Um, but, um, you know, so I'm going to just give it. Give that weight staff there. Just uh, get it together. Like don't don't spill the drinks on your on your guests. Chewy's Tex-Mex in um, Westminster, Westminster Promenade. Westminster Promenade area. Um, did you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go for it, bro. All right. So um, I've been to Chewy's um, a few times in the past. I thought they've had decent food there. Um, when you go into the restaurant area, it is um, eccentric, maybe? I'm not sure exactly the word I'm looking for. I will for define it as it used to be eccentric. Now it's Gunther Tootie's meets Mexican. <laughs> maybe that's a better description, Gunther Tootie's meets Mexican. Uh, it does have a bunch of shit all over the walls. It has a bunch of stuff all over the place. Um if you're looking for something kind of has like a Tex-Mex, Mexican, Cabo type of feel, maybe that's kind of like what they're going for. <laughs> uh, if you're going there like in a small group, maybe you, you and maybe like yourself or maybe like two, three, four other people. Um, during the summertime, it's a really great place there at the, at least the Westminster Promenade area uh, to where you can eat outside and stuff like that and check out like, especially during the, like the sun, like when it comes around sunset time. Um, they have a decent, their food's decent. Uh, it's not the best Mexican food there. I ended up getting the, um, burrito, um, uh, ground beef burrito smothered in hatch green chili sauce, um, with lettuce, tomato, guacamole, and sour cream. Um, their burrito was solid, but not great. Um, it's, it wasn't the worst burrito I had. It wasn't the best burrito I had. Um, Maybe for the price point, um, probably not the best. Um, and their margarita was was pretty decent, I guess. It was okay. Um, a little sweet for you. It was a little sweet, but I'm not going to hold that against them because I think most margaritas are sweet for me anyways. And then uh, they had Dos Equis on tap, um, which I wish they would have asked me if I wanted a lime or anything in my beer, which I probably would have said no. But they served it with the lime anyways, and... Overall, I think is their first state worthy. I guess if you want kind of like a fun Cabo type of like atmosphere. Yeah, if you're not worried about the quality of food. <laughs> I don't think the food was like terrible, but it wasn't great either. Um, I think you, I think you could do a first date there. Um, I probably wouldn't take a first date there, but I think you could do a first date there. Could you meet friends there? Yes, I think you could meet friends. Um, overall, I'm just going to give it about, um, I'm, I'm kind of struggling here. I'm not sure if I want to give it a 6.5 or a seven. Um, I'll give them a benefit of doubt. I'll give them a seven. That's pretty good, man. For me, man, the first thing I will say is you sit down. We did have a big party. We're talking about, we rented a theater, did not everyone showed up to the restaurant, but nearly 20 people, right? So we've got. 16 plus people ish 
uh, coming to a restaurant, enjoying some food. We knew it was going to take some time, ordered accordingly. Chips and salsa, in my mind, that salsa, lots of garlic. I love garlic. If you love garlic, salsa was a win. They brought the chip and salsa immediately. Uh, they were quick to take my drink order. I was the last one to get my drink. I made it a point so that I could accommodate uh, hosting this party by being the first to place my food order. I was the last to receive my food. Those were a couple epic fails on my part with them because what the like such is the life of a host. Yeah, dude. I was just like this. <laughs> so literally, the chips and salsa were dynamite. And everything went downhill from there. I did think the margaritas were good. I do think they're sweet, but they were also very limey. I love me some lime. Even if you were to turn it down, yeah, I agree with you, man. Offer me a lime with any drink that might go good with a lime. Uh, especially a Dos Equis, a Corona, any of those beverages. And then I had the Elvis platter. It was good, no doubt. Um, what would have been great is if they had delivered all of my food before I was stuffed and done eating. So I had my enchilada and my other uh, accompaniments, and I was waiting for my taco and my queso chips, and I had to ask for it when we're, like, ready to go. So I, I, at that point, two margaritas in, ate my enchilada, ate my chimichanga, ate my uh, tamale, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll do what I can with this thing. Left most of it on the plate because I had to go, uh, ruin my timeline, and we were there for an hour and a half. Uh, but with that, the service was an opportunity. The environment was also an opportunity. When I say Gunther Chili meets Mexican restaurant, I mean exactly that. Uh, COVID had impacted them significantly, clearly. They used to have their nacho night. You could go in, you pay a flat price, you go load up your tacos or your nachos, and uh, you go back and forth to the trunk of a car, trunk of a car, so to speak. And now it was uh, just advertising because everyone's worried about the spreading of COVID. I get it. They'd also reduced their menu drastically in the last year to two years. No more chili rellenos of any type, not crispy or not. Um, first date worthy. If you don't have the service we had, yes. Otherwise, you're going to get good food. Just plan on potential setbacks. Give yourself some time before a movie at the Westminster Promenade. It'll be good. Won't be great. Um, if you're trying to create a sexy impression, there was nothing sexy about this place. But overall, I'm going to give it the same as Noah. A seven, take a first date. Not if you're trying to get a second date. Take a uh, fifth day, if you're just having fun before a movie because you want a new experience, absolutely. Food was good, not great. Atmosphere was good-ish, far from great. And uh, service was good-ish, far from great as well. But uh, seven is generous, honestly, but it's still a seven. Uh, it's great. Here's where its win was. Got a, I, I dug the margaritas. I love the margaritas. Get a couple of drinks, a little bit of food, and go enjoy a movie. So, yeah. Is uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, spoiler to head? So, don't watch it. 
Um, anything you want to bring up first on Maverick or do you want me to go first or what? Let's just say you set the bar pretty high. If you enjoyed Top Gun and it's time, that was a phenomenal movie. Val Kilmer, Tom Cruise, star studded cast. And you must say cast star studded cast. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Val Coomer, definitely in his prime during this movie. Tom Cruise, his prime just hasn't ended yet. The guy's got a new Mission Impossible movie coming out that looks like it could be the best Mission Impossible ever. We're talking about a, the nearly 30-year span of that series and franchise. Um, man, lot to compete with based on Top Gun 1. And before we go to the review, what do you have to say? Dude, first off, I'm going to have to say, like, this being our first event ever that we did, it was so much fun because... It was a blast! Yes, we did have... Yes, we the mass majority of us went to um, to the restaurant, and whether or not the restaurant was a good experience or bad experience, I think everyone had a fun time there. And then from there, uh, all of us went over to... Like, I left early because I had to make sure everything was all set up. I tried to leave early. The lady kept screwing up my bill. (laughs) In any case, I left early to get everything set up there at the theater, um, which I I did. And um, I think... uh, Ideally, I think I, I hopefully our whole crowd there, and, and this is a special thanks to all of our co-hosts. That this is one of the main reasons why we did this. Uh, thank you, special thanks to Casey, to Brian, to Ben, and to Adam for all being uh, our co-hosts and Marissa. Yep, sorry, thank you. I forgot Marissa again. I don't know why I forget. <laughs> I, I don't either. And then to our one patron member that we have for a partial period of time. Um, <laughs> dude, life happens. We get it. No we big get, deal. Yeah, we do get it. Um, unfortunately, our the the patron member that we had, she wasn't able to make it. That's the tragedy. I know, right? She deserved it. And the rest went out to our our friends, family, and listeners out here that are here in the uh, Bullard, Denver, uh, Greater Metropolitan area. Um, so th- thank you to all of you who did show up there. We greatly do appreciate it. It was a great time. I had a, a blast with it. Um, and even though I made a, a like, I, this was honestly uh, a total, we've been talking about this for, I don't know, for 60 episodes. A year plus. A year plus. And it was a, um, I'm going to tell you, it was a fluke that it even happened. It wasn't a fluke. It was some magic and some uh, adapting and some being resilient and adaptability. It, it, inclusion it, <laughs> lots of there was actually a lot of work that went into it wasn't just a fluke yeah i would say it's a more to me it's it more of luck a definitely luck yeah uh it definitely uh it definitely more planning should have gone into it but i think um as we looked into it and it just kind of fell into our laps the way it did which was good because we we were able to uh hold up to what we were said that we we're going to do and and one of the reasons why we we um you know, we say we're going to use our uh, patron money for and that type of things. Um, so I just want to say I give a special thanks out to all the co-hosts, um, all those who helped us out with Scotch Art beforehand. Um, th- this event here, um, I thought it was great. It was uh, so, so much, much fun. fun. I, I, I mean, it was a blast. It was a drive and it was a blast. It was a, it was a drive. It might have been, yeah, it was a drive. I think anywhere we would have done it in, in Colorado. Somebody was driving. driving. Somebody was going to be driving. 
Um, also with that too, uh, because it was part of it was like a last minute stuff here and there. Um, there was a, I'm going to admit it. There was a typo in our, in our, in our, in our thing. I missed, I missed, I missed my ass off. I missed an E in Maverick and I do apologize everyone for that, but hopefully that did not distract anyone from the evening. Sure did not. If anyone did not have fun there, you need to let us know so we can never effing invite you again. <laughs> because it was fun. Yeah, whether, it was great. whether you showed up to the restaurant and the movie or just the movie, if you didn't have fun, let us know because it was not cheap. Uh, and we won't, we won't invite you back again. Yeah, like don't it. worry. We won't. If you didn't have fun, we won't invite you to All not right. have fun again. Spoiler here, here, not coming on forward. Um, first of all, I loved Top Gun when I was a kid. It was uh, a growing, great movie. Growing up, Top Gun was like one of my favorite movies. I remember my grandmother uh, taking me to the store to buy the uh, the model airplanes to put together um, that had the Top Gun uh the, the Top Gun jet. So, do you remember what model that was that you built? Yeah, I built the uh, the Tomcat, uh, that fourteen Tomcat. Interesting that it. Uh, spoiler has a reminiscent repeat. So, so I built that one, and then also had the uh, the jets that uh, like Jasper and all them flew. I forget what, the, what, the, what those jets were. Sixteens, I think. No, they weren't the F sixteens. Eighteens? No, eighteens right around then. There were there were a different type of jet, because um, the uh, the fifteens and sixteens they have like the wide ass wings. No, they had the two tails. This had a single tail on them. All right. So I forget what they were. Um, go back and watch the first movie. I'm sure you can figure it out. But it's it's what are those other jets that 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 they were that they were flying there? Any case, um, it, there's a whole lot of nostalgia that goes along with this movie, but one of the best things that I saw, uh, first of all, Top Gun 2 is the number one movie to be released on a um, Memorial Day weekend. So they, they made a ton of movie. They made a ton of movie. They made a ton of money on the movie. What they did was... They brought hope back to America. It's not about money for Tom Cruise. He had it. Oh yeah. Well, and and that was brought up in one in this Twitter post. I, I oh really? About. Jesus, man, I love this. Well, I talked to you about it already, so you already knew. About well, it. you told me a couple pieces, but it wasn't about us. Brought back America. Yeah. Well, they brought back the nostalgia of America, the belief and the hope of America. So this whole tweet talked about like what made Top Gun Two or Top Gun Maverick so successful. One. It, it did a flashback to the 1980s, one of our best presidents ever. So he had that, like the flashback type of thing for those who are older. Some people don't love Reagan as a president. That's fine. We're not saying he was the best president ever. Trump was. <laughs> or still is. Oh, my God. Anyway, but nonetheless, Reagan was not just a puppet. He was a great president. So it brings back nostalgia with that, but then also it. Um, it kind of brings it kind of brings in the the tie into hope, and it has Americana into it, and so all that stuff together, and and also the third the fourth factor probably here is that there is no super woke agenda involved either. Right. I'm gonna go back to the Americana piece. When you think about the Americana piece, what scene most reminds you of that? 
Dude, this is going to sound so backwards, but mine for me. I can tell you what mine is. Yeah, throw it out there. Mine is when Maverick, there's actually two scenes. So one, when Maverick goes and says, fuck the the Admiral, I'm going to go fly the plane right now. He's not here. We're going to go, we're going to hit Mach 10. The second he part, he did, but then he got stupid. Hit mock ten point plus, but it doesn't matter. He did it, and I think that just shows the. It's br- just a screw up. It just shows the spirit and the bravado of bravado how was a weakness. Bravado can be a strength. I hear you. Courage is a strength. Bravado can be a strength, but I think it just shows the bravado of the American, of the American spirit. Secondly, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Is when he goes and does the uh, goes and shows all of his pilots where he goes and steals the aircraft and goes through the whole the whole training routine showing that it the, that the mission can be done not just in a minute thirty but in a minute fifteen or less. You mean two minutes and fifteen seconds or less? I, I thought the original goal was a minute two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. So he does it in a minute thirty. He does it in like a minute and twelve, uh, two minutes and twelve seconds. All right. I thought the original goal was a minute 30. He yep. does it in 15 seconds less than that. Yeah, it's like he does it like in 2.12. In any case, um, I think that to me shows the American spirit there. 2.30, yes, you're right. 2.30, but he no, does it. In I know I'm right because I saw it twice. Dude, <laughs> I'm all supporting that. <laughs> I want to go see it again. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about it. it was 2.30, and he did it in less than 2.15. He did it in less than two fifteen because he originally for the for his class it was two thirty. When he starts it in his like initial run there, he says two fifteen and he does it in less than two fifteen. But in any case, um, not to get caught up in the nuance there, it's the more about the fact that he when you look at the American spirit, the American spirit is all about like no one can tell us what we can or cannot do. We will show what we can do, and we will we will be leaders, and we will uh, we will um, rise to the occasion when we need to or when we need to. And there's no one who can tell us what we can or cannot do, unless they prove us wrong. <laughs> so, to me, I think he, he showed that that courage, that bravado, that. Uh, that leadership skill that it takes, um, you know, leadership is leadership is all about leading from the front, showing others that they can do it. And it's you know, it's not like when you look at like a, these uh, like socialism or like these corporations, they all do by um, leading by telling people what to do, not leading from their front. And Directing versus leading. Yep, I agree. So that that's kind of like where. Or mine was, but what were you gonna say about yours, man? For me, which was your American spirit? Uh, this is so twisted because there's two pieces as well. Number one, my Americana spirit. Uh, the first one really shined when Maverick is having a moment with Penny. And decides he's going to sneak out of the house or leave the house. And she's like, no, she, my daughter can't see you. Daughter's 18-ish, by the way, uh, about ready to graduate high school. And How are you seeing this as being Americana? Because that's Americana. is because it's all about trying to do the best you can and realizing that there's these pieces of, man, I can't let my kids know this is what I do. 
because I want more for them. But this is reality. I think that's American. I think it's also very much mobster. Uh, the Godfather has a lot of instances of this. They just go to the next level. Americana's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm sneaking out. So Penny has Maverick sneak out of her window so that the daughter, who was supposed to be at her friend's house for the night, that Penny and Maverick were having a moment, uh has them sneak out of the window so that Penny won't see him. And like, it's so predictable It's that's what makes it American spirit is I'm trying to take better care of my youth than I was ever taken care of and hide something from them or make them not have to see the real truth. The last recent tragedy of uh, almost 20 I mean, deaths I mean, in Texas. I think that holds true for most parents and all throughout the world, but I, I could be wrong. No, but Americana is, this next level of there's also honesty in, yeah, I fucking did my deeds. And with her, she's sending him out the roof and he comes down and there's the daughter right there looking at him. And it's perfect. And it's perfect. And it's Americana because as Americans, we all make mistakes. We will own that. We just try to be better for it. We don't grow from it necessarily, but we try to have our next generation be better. Uh, the strong grow weak generations, the weak grow strong generations. We still try to do the best, most generations. And the Americana piece here is, man, we've all had our battles. And especially if you're Penny and you're trying as an admiral's daughter to do better for your own daughter, you're trying to let her know, hey man, have better behavior than me. But man, god damn it, I love Maverick. And it's ultimately the other funny as hell piece of the movie. If you haven't seen it, again, you've already been warned. Spoiler alerts. Americans like satire. We like jacked up comedy. We like what's ever everything wrong. And Maverick tells his class not to think and goose at one point doesn't think he acts and when he does so he puts both of them in a precarious situation You're talking about rooster not goose because goose is already yeah. dead R rooster in a precarious situation and ultimately maverick saves rooster's life goose's son saves Goose's life and then Goose saves Rooster's life and they both end up in a shitty situation. With that, Maverick's frustrated with Rooster and goes and pushes him on the ground. What were you thinking? Rooster's in response, so simply, you told me not to think, which he literally did to him and the entire class. And that is the truth. And it's hilarious. And Maverick's only response is, ugh. Because it's true, but there's also a filter about when to think or when not to think. And that is also American, is that we're not programmed to be robots. It's helped us and hurt us at different times, but we want the generations to think for themselves, but consider the masses. What was your, obviously, I, I already know your two favorite scenes are, but what were your favorite scenes for the people? Oh, man. My favorite number one scene, Maverick. Proving his point that 
The mission could be completed not only in 2 minutes and 30 seconds, thank you for the correction, but 2 minutes and 15 or less. And he beat it. The point of his purpose, I think this is more important, his purpose was to show that they could accomplish 1, 2, and 3 miracles. 1, destroy the barrier. 2, destroy this potential uranium plant. And 3, live. And he made it happen. And his point was to prove timeline-wise, and he knew this from the get-go, if you can't make the first two happen in X time, Y time to escape is imminent. It's detrimental. It doesn't happen uh, because they were flying second-generation fighter planes when fifth-generation fighter planes going far more than three times their speed capabilities would be after them. Now, aerodynamics and other things take account, but he knew his one option was to prove that this mission could be completed in a time. So they had a chance, one chance out of like 10, honestly. It was still a roll of the dice. It's still a crapshoot. Uh, but he delivered it and showed his leadership capabilities and also his leadership qualities his code his desire to keep these let's face it these the average age of those people is 25 years old these kids alive so i think you bring a good point up here about leadership um i think leadership has to do a lot with um with leading and showing people that it can be done and i think you made a great point here uh, with uh, with this group because like up to this point he was telling them what they needed to do in order to survive but none of them believed that it could happen or that they could do it until he actually did it and showed them that it could be done. But dude, he's like 55 years old in the movie. Exactly. And so I think <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think this is a, that this was one like obviously that's I picked that as one of my Americana scenes. That's Love one it. of your favorite scenes. And um I, I think it's phenomenal. I think you're you're spot on with that. And it really shows you the difference between different types of leaderships because in the movie, when he's meeting with the Admiral of Top Gun, um, the Admiral there is saying, like, we just want to make sure that they bomb the place. So he did not care whether or not the pilots lived or did not, uh, did or did not live. And and then uh, Maverick is like, you mean for them to get home too, right? Yeah, he didn't, but you bring up the perfect point. And, and he kept on pushing that. Maverick kept on pushing, like, the fact, like, and to get and to get home, right? And to get home, right? And to get home, and and I don't think the admiral ever believed that they could actually do what Maverick was saying that they could do until Maverick showed them it could be done. And so I think you're spot on with that. Now, my favorite scene is a scene that you brought up in your Americana <laughs> uh, section here. My favorite scene is the totally the part where freaking Rooster saves. Uh, Maverick and sure. gets shot down and then, and then Maverick goes and shoves him and he's like what are you doing here he's like what were you thinking he's like you told me not to think and that part I thought was like totally is like is comedic it was uh it, you could show that a number one the type of leadership there uh, Maverick was willing to be the type of leader uh, to take the take the missile for one of his uh, for for the people underneath him, Rooster. Well, in this case, Rooster. But he, I think, like you mentioned, he would have taken it for any. He would have taken it for any of them. 
but even more so for Rooster because that was Goose's son. And I think he had kind of like a father figure type of thing going on in his mind about about Rooster. For sure. And then at the same time, I think once Rooster saw, because even Rooster saw that, uh, showed that same kind of quality in the training that he took a shot for one of his uh, people that he was flying with uh, when they're doing the training. And uh, Phoenix, the female pilot, is like, now you know what kind of leader. Best name, by the way, of <laughs> all the shows, Phoenix. Like, who doesn't want? I want that. Screw Maverick. <laughs> screw Rooster. Screw Goose. Screw Chicken, if that's out there. Phoenix. Bob. Yeah. Screw Bob. Phoenix. That's the tag name, man. Like, that. who doesn't want that name? What's your name? Phoenix. You shoot me down, I'm going to come back and kill your ass. But in any case, um, even if it takes Phoenix, 500 years. Phoenix meets, uh, makes a reply to another one of the uh, Top Gun candidates there saying that now you know what kind of a person Rooster is. And if you really look at Rooster, he's basically Maverick. Oh, he's basically Maverick, a younger version of Maverick. Although he has, he is a little bit hung up at the beginning and not really to trust his feelings yet. But in any case, uh, that is one of my favorite scenes there is where uh, Maverick's like, what were you thinking? He's like, you told me not to think. He's like, yeah, right, okay, well, nice to see you. <laughs> that whole little like uh, exchange right there, I thought it was like made for a great comic relief. And it, it was it was totally right on. I mean, it, it happened right when it should happen. It was real. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about Top Gun? Man. <sighs> Top Gun. Or I should say Top Gun Maverick. I know what you meant. I assume they did too. Top Gun, the original. Phenomenal movie. I don't know that I could ever imagine that having a sequel that was better. This was absolutely twice as good, if not better than that. And no one, I've had multiple conversations at this point about this. And part of it is because much like Tom Cruise, I've aged and I've matured. But yet I still want to be the leader that will risk my life before anyone else has to that I'm leading. And he does that. And he shows the importance of what so many people don't understand. Military. You go in there, you're expendable. That is a potential. He doesn't see it that way. Never did. Never wanted to. A little arrogant, if not always, but definitely at the beginning. And he goes in and shows how much life matters. So many people in this world right now get together, shout outs, whatever you want to call it. Talk about how much life is important. We throw away food every day or do these foolish things and there are starving people everywhere. We go and get a pet and then commit hundreds of dollars a month to pet care. And then we feel sorry for this pet, but there are starving children everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean here in America. I'm not talking about Ethiopia or Korea or some Asian country or some African country. I'm talking about here in America, in New York, in Denver, in multiple cities in our own USA. And when you really consider your priorities, just consider that. When you're worried about a pet over a person, you might have an issue. 
This is something Maverick does not have. He's absolutely worried about every one of the people he works with more than himself. I don't know if that's always the right answer because he can have some rogue ass agents. But what I do respect about it is that's how I've led in my current career the last 28 and a half years is always trying to take care of everyone below me. Thankfully, I haven't had to risk my life, but I've had to risk my personal time, my quality of life and my pay because when your salary, man, you put in extra hours, you don't make it back. But I believe in everything Maverick did. I think he is Americana and I love it. It was probably the best movie I've seen in a while since not I mean not John Wick 3 for sure but at least since John Wick 1 well I, I was getting kind of curious where you go with the whole pet thing but I saw how you wrapped it up so that's how, that was great how you did that John Wick 1 wraps up the pets <laughs> and uh, man even in John Wick 1 the pets overboard <laughs> but so, I get it but here, here's what I will say when it comes to some nuances that I would like to bring up uh, with uh, Top Gun Maverick. One of the ones um, is the friendship with Iceman and um, and Maverick. I think it's great how they kind of like exp- kind of like re-envision it. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. And how like Iceman kind of became his like guardian angel as an admiral who watched out for his watch out for his back. When Maverick watch out for his back uh, flying in the first movie. Here's yeah no. Do you want to elaborate or do you want me to elaborate on that? Uh, if you want to, I guess you can. I was gonna go. I was gonna mention a couple other things, and we can come back around to. Let me just out elaborate. Twenty seconds. Wrap this up. Already down to eighteen. You got Iceman and Maverick. They were previous competitors. Ultimately, Iceman won. But what Iceman learns in this experience is that. His plan was selfish and Maverick's was selfless and you need the selfless to take care of the selfish. And because of that, throughout a 20-year period, Iceman protects Maverick's career within the Navy because he knows he still has value and shit's going to come and stuff's going to happen. And it does. He was 100% right. And then the other nuance I like to mention here is um, in the be- near the beginning, you have Rooster singing "Great Balls of Fire," oh my doing God. a doing so basically uh, basically doing a shout uh, shout back to or uh, ref- reference back to Goose uh, to Goose in uh, Top Gun One, where he sings uh, "Great Ball of Fire." And then the one that you had to bring up to me that I, that I double checked in the uh, on the internet, oh yeah, happens to be Penny. Dude, that was Which priceless. Is, Penny is a like a major character in this in this in this movie here, and she's only briefly mentioned twice in the original Top Gun. I only remembered once. Noah did the research twice, but yeah, she he she was mentioned twice in the original Top Gun. And that was the Admiral's daughter that Maverick pissed off in the original Top Gun. So I think that I. There's another bunch of little other like little nuances that they do like kind of flashbacks to the original Top Gun, but and you can even see some of the same kind of formula that, that they use there too, like where 
uh, Rooster kind of holds back before he engages, kind of like how how Maverick held back at the end of that end fight scene. Then the original Top Gun before he engages. There's, I mean, there's like a lot of like little callbacks to the original uh, Top Gun, which I think it makes it more fun and interesting if you did watch the original movie. Oh yeah, the original movies dynamite. This Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I literally can't believe how much. This this movie is better than the original, I think. How much better than the original when you consider how good the original was? The original was phenomenal. Is this it one time lapse? Like, what's the reason this movie was so good? I don't have an answer. It to me it was a little slow, but I loved that. I loved not being hooked immediately. I well, the, the immediate hook is I, I going mock ten point three. How can and you have your hooks from the get go? <laughs> but I agree Fuck with that. Fuck you, Admiral. I'm going to go 10.3. <laughs> hey, next Admiral. My point being, I never would have guessed based on previous movies, and not that, like Lethal Weapon being an example. Lethal Weapon 2, good. Lethal Weapon 3, good. Lethal Weapon 4, good. The original Lethal Weapon, still in my mind, never be. Top Gun versus Top Gun 2. 20 minutes in the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is never going to be Top Gun. At the end of the movie, I'm like, this will never be beat by Top Gun or any following of Top Gun. Tom Cruise, everyone who's involved, my hat, tips to you, my cheers are yours. I cannot wait to take my kids to see this multiple times, buy the DVD, watch it over and over this and over again. This is definitely a movie you can watch over and over again. I am heartwarmed. And here's what it really comes down to. I pledge allegiance to the flag and the American anthem. That's what this movie delivers. The America, most, ooh, yeah. That most people never may never understand. I agree. You have to love America. I think the newer generation Gen Z does. And if you do, please share that, build that, complete that. We are potentially, potentially the greatest nation. I love the way this movie made me feel. I did cry. There were tears. Don't need to tell you what times. I did cheer louder than anyone in that goddamn theater. We're at the point where I think people were like, shut up, Jesse. Maybe maybe not. Well, that's not too much out of the norm for you. Though. That's like, absolutely my norm. You like you, <laughs> anytime we go to a movie, you're like you're probably the person who laughs, laughs the loudest. I, or, I'm absolutely fully immersed in a movie. When I go to a movie, I enjoy the experience probably tenfold to the average, twofold to the great, but I am fully immersed in that movie and I laugh when it's totally inappropriate and I cry when it is totally appropriate and also inappropriate. When people, everyone else is like, yay, I'm crying because these emotions are so strong to me where I'm like, yay, so strong, where I'm like, yeah. I would die like Iron Man. If no one's ever been to, if you never had the experience of going to a movie with Jesse, you got to go at least once. Noah, thank you for that. 
You're welcome. I mean, you're, you're right there next to me, by the way. You're like, I'm like a 10. You're like a 9.9. Oh, we've had our moments. <laughs> we have our yes, we have, we definitely have had our moments, but it's definitely a treat, though. I mean, it's not like I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. It's a treat because it's. I mean, honestly, like you never like you hear people when they go to a movie and like if there's a, like a funny scene that happen, you hear a couple people go ha ha ha, you like and they're really silent and they're in their laughter, but you know like. Someone who's like really involved in the movie. I am and, immersed. Like yeah, I know you are. <laughs> like and you you laugh and it's like, yes, someone else gets the movie like I do. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry if that, if that blew out anyone's eardrum there. That's but. Maverick <laughs> finishing the two minute fifteen second under goal time and i was the only one screaming and i think i even blew all your drums in the theater too but oh my god how do you not get wrapped up and excited about a leader who shows you when you doubted anything for one second that now it can be done it could be beat it was not only possible it was surpassable oh my god tom cruise i i don't i don't literally know what to say he bankrolled a lot of this movie. Tom Cruise, thank you for bringing this to America and the world. And the coolest part is they did the, like the, like the, they had like a whole new camera system that they didn't have in the original Top Gun where they actually like the, the, the people. They, they were actually, flying the F-16s. They were actually flying the, F the F-18s. Oh, F-18s. Sorry, F-18s. And not only were they flying the F-18s, they had the cameras like mounted on the inside, which made it like give that you know, gave that uh, whole view. And you, you made a really good, I'm not sure if you mentioned it in our, in the podcast so far, but you made a really good point uh, with Tom Cruise when he's going through the Canyon stuff and how he's like bending his head back and forth. It was very much like Michael Schumacher before in Formula one, in before Formula they had all the Han uh, halo the, systems. Yeah. And you're saying like the, um, the helmet uh, going back and forth. He was physically stressed more than any pilot or driver 20 years ago. And you said Tom Cruise is a big fan of Formula One, which totally makes sense. And no one does. Oh, my God. Tom Cruise, man, I always appreciate you. And I did do the dress up more of Mission Impossible than Top Gun. But God damn it, man. Oh, might as well, like, while we're there. Hey, oh. total shout out to Marissa and the Malines. For dressing up for oh a my Top God. event. Dude, Brian and his like tape for his <laughs> hand for the volleyball scene. He got shout outs at the restaurant and at the theater. Did he at the yes. theater? Yes. Yes. That when we were all getting drinks, the bartender was like, Oh, what movie the are you guys going to go see? And he's like, Let me guess. Uh <laughs> and he's making stuff up and he was just great with Brian. It was fantastic. I didn't know he also got a shout out at the movie theater. Yeah. I mean, at the uh, restaurant. I mean, yeah. The one gal was mentioned, uh, are you going to go? He's going to go see Mission Impossible. Hers wasn't exciting as it was at the movie theater. Uh, Westminster Minister Prominent AMC, that would be my biggest shout out to your I mean, do Googles. Uh, I'm not sure what they, what whatever called. you call your bar, your bartenders helped make the night. It was a fun night overall, and uh, Dude, it was a dynamite night. <laughs> I can't wait till we do our next uh, Sky Tower movie event. Um, hopefully, it'll be another great uh, movie that we can do this for. We're trying to consider Bullet Train, or do we wait till Mission Impossible in the next one? <laughs> 
Uh, we'll trade might be a little bit too soon, but we'll see. We'll see, man. You know, here's the bottom line. The expense is extraordinary to Scott Shower. So if you are interested in this, like, subscribe, donate, share, um, become a patron member, donate some money so we have reasons to fund this next. I can tell you every dollar we've ever received, we have more than tenfold backed to... You guys, as viewers, subscribers, and patrons, even if you haven't personally experienced it because you were in Florida, hi, Mom. <laughs> uh, enjoy your time in Florida. We'll do another movie show. So, uh, yeah, thank you. For those of you who do, like, watch us on YouTube and Rumble, uh, sorry you weren't able to be here to, uh, to experience our movie events here. Eventually, maybe we could do something for those who are outside of uh, outside of the Denver metropolitan area. Um, please, uh, for those of you who listen on uh, listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, um, and uh, all the other uh, Audible areas, uh, thank you very much for, uh, for making this another great month. Last uh, last month, we had our our highest amount ever, over seventy. This month, uh, we did drop a little bit down, but you guys still held strong at like over 50 plus uh, downloads. So thank you uh, very much again for doing uh, for listening to us. We do greatly appreciate that. Jesse, um, before we do go, what is our topic for next week? All right. So first of all, drink responsibly. It is Memorial Day. If we didn't get you in time, I'm sorry, but drink responsibly. That can mean you drink one drink, wait an hour, then drive home, drink responsibly, whatever it means, but drink responsibly. Uh, next week's topic. Oh, my God. This is my greatest life conspiracy theory. The original moon landing never happened. So with that, Probably should have happened during uh, the gentleman. We're going big goddamn time. The Glenn Far Class 17. We will invite some fellow conspiracy theorists for the next show. Anyone who wants to be on it will be. That is a fellow supporter. But did the original moon landing ever happen or was it all facade? to boast us, uh, to put us in a position where we felt as Americans, American pride, unlike Top Gun and Top Gun 2, Maverick. I already know where I believe. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the moon ain't real. Glenn Farkless, 17. By the way, this is not a cheap scotch. This shit is badass, just like Maverick and Top Gun 2. Uh, Glenn Farkless, we've talked about the 40 in The Gentleman, the 12, the 10. This is the next of our lineage. I'm stoked to try this one because I love the 10. Brian mentioned it had a long finish, and that made him feel great because he didn't need a drink constantly. The 12 was even better. This could be even better. That's the goal. I'm stoked for that. So, did the original moon landing ever happen, or was it bullshit? And then, Glenn Farkless, 17. Noah. Right. 
Cheers and uh, what's how do you do it? Scotchman! Cheers! Cheers! We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as one dollar a month. Thank you, and hopefully, you have a wonderful evening.